Welcome to Caring for the Future. In this podcast, we ask the big questions to tackle the care sector's most difficult challenges. I am your host, Richard Keyes. As founder and CEO of 2IC Care, I champion the role that a modern solution can play to create better care outcomes. Season one of Caring for the Future is focused on preparing the UK care sector for the analogue to digital transition. We will cover a range of topics, including building a digital strategy, future-proofing your service, building a business case for tech-enabled care, and much more. In each episode, I'll be speaking to an expert in their field to tackle the difficult questions head-on. For our third episode, we are asking, why is Andy the bright future for tech-enabled care? This episode is slightly different to the rest of the series. As CEO of 2IC Care, I did think it would be a missed opportunity if we did not spend a little time in this series taking a deep dive into our technology to help you understand why it's market-leading and how our differentiators can solve some of the biggest challenges in the care sector. If this doesn't sound like an episode for you, join us next week when we'll be discussing how we can build a business case for tech-enabled care. But if you're amongst our listeners who are taking a role in the modernisation of the care sector, I do think indulging us for the next 20 minutes or so would be a great use of your time. Andy by 2IC Care is the digital solution that uses interoperability and insights to bring telecare and telehealth together. Andy is the essential companion to a tech-enabled care team and allows service users to live independent and exciting lives at home and on the go. With that said, I'm so pleased to introduce this week's guest, Sonia Calder, a lifelong friend of mine and now business partner. Sonia, great to have you. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about your background? Thank you, Richard. It is great to be here. As you mentioned, we have known each other for a long time, probably longer than we care to uh, remember. Um, And would you believe me, this is the 10th time we have worked together. Um, This is certainly the most exciting one of all of our collaborations so far. Like yourself, my background is working um, on large programs, typically um, for large blue chip finance organisations. And this is the first time we are in the care sector, which is new to both of us, but I think very exciting. It is nice to be working in an industry that is uh, about caring for people and actually have the opportunity to make people's lives better. So let's get on to today's question. Why is Andy the bright future for tech-enabled care? Well, why did we start this business is a really good uh, way way to go. Um, Originally, I started this by uh, due due to my mother being um, requiring a great deal of care in New Zealand. And she went through all the life cycles that you'd expect of an elderly person. Unfortunately, she ended up with dementia, going through care homes, having home care, the whole uh, gambit. And, And I felt there had to be a better way. Than, than what we went through, both her and her family. So that is the, the genesis of why we wanted to start 2IC Care. On top of that, I was chairman of a company that had written some very, very clever uh, Internet of Things software. These people were truly world experts. And we had, or I had at the time, the solution at my fingertips and felt I had to do something about it. So I called up my friend Sonia and who I know is a data expert, and that's where 
the journey began. Yeah, Richard, um, certainly it was a very exciting uh, proposition when you uh, first approached me and it did resonate with me as well, given that my mother was um, over in South Africa, so I had the same difficulties in not knowing whether or not she was actually fine or not because, um, as we know, mm-hmm. our parents always say, I'm fine if you are, you know, when we spoke to them. So given that this was absolutely, as you say, the, the solution at your fingertips, it was just sort of the obvious way to go. And I'm really, really excited about this opportunity and, and how we, we can use this tech, very, very clever technology um, in the care sector to make it a better and actually revolutionise the care sector. Um, what's really interesting about uh, the 2IC care journey is um, when we started looking at this, it was right just before COVID hit. And the uh, the onset of COVID and hitting the market changed things dramatically. The care sector was changing out of sight. Care homes were, were really struggling with uh, social iso- or the social isolation of of its uh, of its uh, service users, and everything changed. So what we really wanted to do was look at the care sector much more holistically, and that included the care organisations that were looking after these people to make their job easier. And that's what became our big mission in 2IC Care. We really understand this is a cash constrained, you know, or it's an area that's really struggling to do money. So any solution had to be cost effective. The fact that there are constraints on resources, you know, that the the sector is really struggling um, to have enough resources and bringing technology in does not change the sector in in that it takes jobs away but it does help those people already doing a really really tough job to actually do their job more efficiently and, and spend their time where it really is needed. So Sonia just if, if you remember when we started when we did a lot of our exploration, we found that just about all the systems in this sector uh, were uh, designed around proprietary protocols. And the real attraction with the 2IC software was that it used a completely open protocol that had been published, it had been purchased by the New Z- uh, UK government, and, and that meant that the choice of devices that could help people just expanded and exploded beyond all belief. And that's got to be about choice and about ability to personalise these solutions for the individual. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, the you know, the Lean Services Protocol, um, there's, there's sort of a clue in the name that it's Lean Services. And we know that um, data, this sector is starting to learn about data and there's more data um being used and, and needed uh, and wanted, I, I suppose, and using a protocol like the Lean Service Protocol, which can really make the data as small as possible so you can actually get the data where it needs to, to go. That certainly excited me because it, it really gave us a solution, um, ready-made solution, I, I guess, uh, rather than trying to reinvent the wheel, uh, which we didn't have to do in this case. You're quite right. The... Uh the solution was designed for effectively the battlefield, which was is a very uh, 
as a digital environment, it's very challenging because it signals bounce in and out. There's no internet. So the power of this um, meant that getting messages through was absolutely critical and vital, and we knew that. And that's exactly the same in the care sector. It's absolutely vital that the, the alerts and alarms get through to where they need to get to. The challenge with proprietary systems, of course, is that you're very limited in the devices or peripherals that you can attach to any solution. And and that means that the solution you can provide can't as easily be bespoke to the user's needs. So, so Sonia, what would you say are the you know, what would you say are the biggest challenges maybe that we came across, given we had a solution that was almost out of the box, highly configurable, designed almost for exactly what we wanted, but there were some challenges on this journey? One of the biggest challenges we had was the large volume of data that we would now be processing by adding all these devices, which for us is really easy to, to add um, new devices, but with all of those devices come a lot of data. And we know that people cannot process, individuals cannot process a large volume of data. You need to turn that data into information so that they have the right information to make the right decisions. So we're not making decisions for them, but we're giving them the information so they can make the decisions. Sonia, that's great. Um, we've I know that the terminology that we've come up with earlier earlier on was actionable information, which is taking it to one step further. It, it's something that people can do something with rather than just high volume, because volume's an issue, isn't it? Volume is absolutely an issue. Uh, and as I say, it's great to have all of that data, you know, and we all want more and more data, but you have to do something structured with that data and, and really... Um, analyze that data. Now, we, we can use the um, technology to, to do some of that analysis on the data and, and turn it into really good information, um, which you know can be used by the top of a care organization to, to spot trends uh, across the population. Um, but they can also be down to the individual and allow us to really personalize what we do. Because if you have the data at that personal level and we can tailor what information, what data we capture, we can really tailor that solution to, for the individual to personalise that care that that person gets. I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Sonia. The, the really big strength of Andy is its flexibility. None of this needs to be programmed. The idea that you can configure... You can attach the peripherals that you want to attach and then configure both the device-to-device interoperability and the data, including the trends, so you're monitoring the right things for the right people. Sonia, one of the challenges I had when I was looking at it was my mother was very technophobic. Even using a remote control was a really uh, major struggle. So to use Andy, does the organisation need a load of computer scientists to make it work? No, not at all. Um, Andy really makes everything easy. Uh, we do. Andy does the heavy lifting, um, if you like. There's no need for people to, to be technologists uh, because the, the the secret sauce is inside. You know, it, it, Andy really does make that very easy for both the organisation and also the end user. They don't need to be technologists either um, to be able to to have more devices that might 
on Instagram. Okay, um, I think let's close out where, where this technology came from and why it's so good. Um, let, let's move on to the, the next discussion point and um, what, why is this solution so good at, uh, at producing better outcomes and driving out cost? The technology is really good because it, it gives people choice and, and it doesn't just give them choice in their peripherals but because it's agnostic to the communication layer and what does that mean? It means we can use all the, the great technologies that, that's out there, you know, using Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, Zigbee, all of the radio frequencies, all of these wireless technologies that's out there, um, this software allows us to combine all of those and it doesn't really care. We can have two devices that one is Zigbee and one is Bluetooth and the software doesn't care about that. I think that, that's a fantastic point because there are so many devices out there. There are people inventing new device types and systems every day across the world and we don't want to be constrained by how they communicate to our hub. So I think that's a really important point. Um, we, we touched on personalization earlier, and as you mentioned, Richard, there, there are amazing new technology coming out on a daily basis, and it would be a shame to not open that up to the care sector, which I think has been um, lacking up until now because people haven't had the opportunity because of proprietary locked-in solutions um, to, to make use of some of the, the very, very clever devices and technology out there. And manufacturers haven't had the chance to actually get into the care sector because there was no ability for them to, to actually enter this sector. You're right. There's, uh, you remember Moore's Law that always used to say in the technology world that things would halve in price and double in... in uh, capability every two years now it's not quite the same as that but as we bring new things on new new peripherals on we can move on completely and leave old peripherals that have suddenly been replaced or superseded um, and so we're constantly future proofing or, or the solution is constantly capable of future proofing uh, any solutions and it does allow us we as individuals are there's a clue in the name we are individuals and and no, no two of us are the same so, and our needs are different so again having such a flexible solution allows us to combine what is needed for that person and really really personalize it uh, to that individual we, we focus really on on data collection and that really uh, goes well into the proactive and preventative side but I think it's really important to note Sonia that we also do the classic telecare alarm type solution where we have button in a box and, and it uses RF868 and it uses scape etc to connect to call centers we can do both of those things out of the same box is that is that right we absolutely can and again because of our uh, because we use the lean services protocol uh, which as we touched on earlier is um, very good at communicating even where there's really very little bandwidth or even like in the battlefield where there's no internet. So we will get, the, if anybody can get a message through, 
we will be able to get that message through and we can do it really quickly as well. That's a, that's a great story. And Sonia, your your pride and joy is is that you, you bring up a lot and it's really exciting. Is How quick is it to bring on new devices? Maybe you could talk about some of the devices that we've brought and how long, what's the longest time, what's the shortest time it's taken to bring a system on uh, a peripheral online and get it connected through to the, the, the platform? So, so the the quickest one we, we did do it was a, a um, temperature gauge that we literally ordered off the internet. It arrived, we opened the box, and within 20 minutes it was connected and sending data through, which is pretty amazing. Um, the, some devices are obviously a little bit more complex, um, and some of those will can take us a couple of days um, to do, but we are talking days here, um, not weeks or months or years. I remember a specific scenario when uh, uh, Stuart from the VIA team contacted us and was absolutely shocked about getting data through to his platform within a couple of days of posting uh, one of the VIA devices. I thought that was really exciting. What, what was your recollection of that? Yeah, he, he, as you say, he was very excited that we, we managed to do it so quickly. Um, he was also um, even more impressed when we were at the iTech uh, conference and I went over to their platform and they've just, they had just set up new devices which literally came out of the box that morning. I got the, the details of the, the devices that they were using and within three minutes we had it um, connected to our solution and we actually had real-time data coming through at the iTech conference. That's amazing with a really high, uh, a high technology product like the VIA product to be able to combine something as sophisticated as that in that sort of time uh, was really great. Um, with all this talk about technology, it's really important that we don't, we don't scare off our clients with this really, really high tech and all those sort of things on you. It's, I, I think it's really vital that we remind them that the solution is still capable of doing all the basics. We, we overlook that because, because of the, the, the amazing things it can do. We often overlook the really basics, like the analogue to digital transition. What, what's your thoughts about that? Yeah, I must say uh, we, we were a little bit amazed that um, the technology was still largely um, analogue. And, of course, that was one of the first things that we um, looked at and, and made sure that we, we can help that transition is taking people from the analog world into the digital world and as you say it's it's about the alarms you know that's what people um, care about today because that's where people really need somebody to react um, very quickly because uh, something has happened they might have had a fall or they just need help Um, you know they might be ill or whatever and to know that they have the ability to, to contact people. So that analogue to digital uh, transition is, is definitely key to what we can, can offer, as well as then obviously future-proofing it so people don't have to worry about making the wrong decision because Andy is the solution that can future-proof where they want to, to go and need to go. Sonia, we started this journey talking about both our parents living in other countries and being remote from them. One thing we haven't really talked about is the power of uh, Andy to share information and distribute it based upon the the individuals, their their care network, etc. 
Do you want to talk a little bit about how, how um, you know, what we can do in that space? Yeah, again, because we can, um, the solution is already there that it's, we can tailor things and, and not program things, but just um, configure things. So it's, it's all disconfigurable and it allows us to make a decision where the data or information goes to. So bringing in friends and family or professional carers or whoever it is, it might be the vicar's wife that gets a, a message that says, can you please go and make Mrs Smith a cup of tea because she hasn't been drinking enough today. So it's bringing all of the community and the care and, and everybody else into it and it's very easy for us to, to do that. And that might be on things like a personal app or as I say, it could just be a text message. Andy allows us to really easily decide where where to send the information and who to bring into that care. Great. You, you brought up social isolation there, which is a, a subject dear to my heart, but we've, we've got plans to constantly build out this product. It's constantly on the move. It's never going to sit down, and that's going to cover all sorts of things, and social isolation is one of those, but, but diabetes and dementia and COPD and heart disease, and uh, just to name a few, and, and the, the key thing is how can we do that, and I guess that comes back to the discussion around if you can attach any device type, then you can easily build that solution for all of those conditions and and more. There's no there's no limit to those conditions. Is is that something that um, you see as well? Yeah, abs- absolutely. As you say, it, you know, um, there's probably a lot of people um, currently working on some very very smart technology that we haven't even imagined yet. Um, and this solution does allow us to to utilize that as and when they they come available you know uh, 10 years ago even um, our mobile phones didn't look the way they do today you know we technology is moving very fast and and our um, older population is moving with that you know I think it's also a misconception that people think that older people don't use any technology most people do have mobile phones these days. They have smartwatches, they have Fitbits, all of those sort of things. And, and we can join some of those uh, technologies. You know, we've always said we also want to allow people to, to bring their own device. You know, so stuff that they are used to having already, but just bringing that in to help look after them. Uh, Sonia, we've talked about device interoperability and we've talked about data interoperability. What we haven't talked about is process. And, and we've also talked about sharing data with all these groups, friends and family, etc. Now, what's important is, is to uh, talk about how do we, how will we get this embedded? How do we get this information into people's normal daily lives in terms of, of caring for individuals? So what, what are your thoughts about uh, connecting to processes that care organisations or the NHS or first responders might have? Again, our solution is um, very flexible and configurable um, to allow those care organisations to decide what their process looks like. Their processes are not set in stone. They, they don't all do this, follow the same process. Uh, and again, caring for individuals um, does mean that you need to be able to, to personalise a process around an individual as well. So the technology is there for them to 
to be, be able to help themselves. So it's not something that we have to do. It's not something that we prescribe to, to people and change their processes. We allow our technology to, to work with their process and they can actually design those very easily. And again, they don't need to be technology experts to, to be able to do that. It's a, 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 basically a drag and drop that will allow them to, to configure what that process looks like. That's right. It's really hard to drive efficiencies if your standard operating procedures or processes, if you like, are, uh, are not well defined. And, and we think we can help with the automation just to make life easier for the, the carers and the care organisations who are responding to either a, a, an alarm or, or to, um, to a, a proactive um, you know, investigation. Yeah, and, and what we do allow is to, to be able to set things like thresholds. You know, again, if you, what you don't want is false alarms coming through. You know, um, somebody's blood pressure is too high, too high, too high, too high. Meanwhile, that's actually what, what their normal blood pressure is. You know, so being able to tailor some of those things like thresholds to the individual or to the, you know, um, more on a broad, broad spectrum allows us to or allows the care organization to to tailor that and and shape it a little bit so that they don't have all of these false alarms and we know that responding to alarms at the moment with uh, ambulances and carers is as a very high profile issue so making sure that we're going to the right uh, notifications or right alarms is so critical so sonia that's that's been a really interesting discussion today and um i think we've probably uh confused many of our, our listeners about the, the, the sophistication of this platform. And, and what's really important is not the, the software, not, not the, the product, but it's how it changes people's lives and how it changes both the carers' lives and, and the service users. So it's, um, I think that's the really important aspect, isn't it? Um, having a great product isn't good enough. It's, it's making sure it can be easily embedded into an organisation to make their life easier. That's what it's all about. And, and it dovetails into everything else they do because the standalone solutions are, uh, again, a big issue. Yeah, I think, I think um, it's really interesting that we've discussed <coughs> so many features uh, of the Andy solution, but what's really important is, is it forms that, that foundation underneath which the whole solution can be, can be built on, whether it's adding new peripherals or configuring the processes or adding more friends and family. So it's that, that foundation that's really key. And it's a great opportunity for uh, organisations to, uh, to engage on that journey and, and build their own solution. It's not, it's not on uh, a 2IC Care foundation, it's their own foundation to, to build out. Richard, I couldn't agree more. Um, Andy definitely is the solution that, as you mentioned, is the foundation that does solve the analogue to digital, the alarms and responding to alarms, delivering proactive and preventative care and meeting the scaling care needs of the future. Great. Well, thank you very much, Sonia. It's really great to get your insights on, on the Andy technology. So there's nothing else except to say thank you for joining us for this episode of Caring for the Future. I hope to catch up with you next time when we will be asking how to build a business case for tech-enabled care. And I hope you all have a great week and I look forward to talking with you next time.